Today on the program. Coming up next on the Violence Channel, an all new OW! My Balls! It's Idiocracy. Welcome to the Rewatch Party. I'm your host, Nick. Joining me today is the hot latte to my Starbucks, Anthony. And that probably doesn't mean a whole lot to any of you guys if you haven't seen this movie. <laughs> but <laughs> Every place of business is basically turned into a brothel. <laughs> yes. So every time I talk about Starbucks, like, man, I could really go for Starbucks. We don't have time for a hand job right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Also with us, Elise. Hi now that guys, we got this how are you today? Internet podcasting thing figured out. Yeah. Maybe. It's been kind of it's been kind of cool. I've been missing you guys. I, I'm I'm yeah. sorry that I had to move. It's it's all right. We got it figured out. Obstacle Say that. overcome. <laughs> and if you hear me crunching, it's because I'm eating adult lunchables. Don't judge me. <laughs> all lunchables. If you can't overcome your obstacles, then come over your obstacles. And then can I just put a disclaimer, some inspirational shit over here. What was that? <laughs> just, just a disclaimer over here. I'm for color commentary. I sadly oh. did not watch this movie. I'm sorry. Don't yeah. judge me, you guys. You're just going to be the, it'll be the, the, the everyman opinion. What do they call it? I guess. Yeah. I'll be the yeah, dummy. I mean, I'm a dummy. You will want to go watch it after this. I imagine. We are going to sell it so well. <laughs> I'm excited. Speaking of today, we are talking about Idiocracy from 2006, written and directed by Mike Judge, the man himself. Uh, now, when this was being done, uh, test screenings for this movie were so poor that Fox didn't want to release it. They tried to push it direct to video. Well, and it wasn't just test screenings. It was because they also used a lot of very recognizable, uh, big big company names, big yeah industry uh, names that were there, kind of shitting on them. So not shitting on them, but they were worried about the fallback from that too. So they were trying to they wanted to push it straight to DVD. But there's a contract in place where they had to give it a theatrical release. So they gave it the smallest one possible. They put it out in six small markets, avoiding all major cities. Absolutely zero money went into promotion. And a lot of theaters even had to call it like Untitled Mike Judge Project or something. Like they, they did everything possible to kill this thing as much as they could. Um, and I mean, while talking about the numbers and things like that, the budget was $2.4 million. Opening weekend, they only made $124,000. And worldwide gross was only 495000 They never made their money back for this. Not until video sales. Yeah, it had to, it had to reach cult classic status because there was no there was no big studio promotion or anything behind it. So like, I don't even remember when I finally heard about it, but it was definitely not when it was coming out. You know, it was way later when I finally even heard about this movie or found out about it. Um, and also, it, Luke Wilson is the star, and he does great in this. Like, I think he fits the stupidity of this movie well um and i think he's better at doing stuff than owen but i just don't think that he's 
he's not lead caliber. He doesn't have like fucking fucking movie star on this guy. I just don't see it with Luke Wilson. And neither no. one of them really, uh, to be fair, do. But yeah. <laughs> at least Luke has a little bit more quote unquote range. Correct. Yeah, I suppose Owen does great. Like I thought, Wedding Crashers was great. The Shanghai movies with Jackie Chan were great. When he's in like the buddy comedy type of situation, Owen Wilson fucking rules. Yeah, that is his fucking boat. When they try to turn him into an action star for a while, no, uh, thank you. I did like the Bottle Rockets. That was a good. I liked. I enjoyed that movie. I didn't see Bottle Rockets. Was that was uh, didn't, with, didn't Owen Wilson do Behind Enemy Lines or something like that? Uh, yeah, I think he did do like a. Uh, movie Fighter like that, pilot? I can't remember what it was. Something yeah, like that. Like got oh yeah, behind it. enemy lines. Yes, that was Owen Wilson. And then there was something recently where I thought he was like a hitman. Some I don't know, but it's just not buying. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Bottle Rocket was because it had Luke and Owen in it. It was kind of their coming out. Directed that. Uh, Wes, Wes Anderson. Anderson. That's yeah. right. Okay. So um, I haven't seen that one, but um, I recently listened to a podcast about Royal Tenenbaums. Which is a Wes Anderson movie. So they were like giving their rankings of all things Wes Anderson. And I was like, that's why I've been hearing about Bottle Rockets so much lately. Um, but we're talking about Idiocracy. Uh, right. I might, and I might add Isle of Dogs, which I believe is a Wes Anderson movie it as is. well. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see. I might end up in the, in the, <laughs> in the rewatch. In the rewatch. We'll see. I have not seen it. So I would have to watch it and then rewatch it. Well, there you go. Uh, opening narration here as we zoom in on Earth. Uh, nice, you know, from space picture of Earth. As the 21st century began, human evolution was at a turning point. Natural selection, which used to favor the dominant traits of man, now began to favor different traits. And we cut, and we see bits of the Joey Buttafuoco trial going on. We see China wrestling, and we, like... Uh, how we're veering from intellectual pursuits to to the mindless shit, right? Science fiction predicted a future that would be more intelligent and advanced, but as time went on, things seemed to be heading in the opposite direction, a dumbing down. How did this happen? With no natural predators to thin the herd, evolution began to simply reward those who reproduced most. That left the intelligent to become an endangered species. So we meet Trevor and Carol. They're called the yuppie couple. And they both have very high IQs. Uh, Trevor's played by Patrick Fischler. I just know he was on the or the TV show Californication. He's got kind of a weird face, so it stands out to me. Uh, Carol's played by Darlene Hunt. Didn't really recognize anything she was on. I kind of recognized her face, but anyway, nothing was like standing out. Uh, so they're talking like they each have IQs of like 140 something, whatever. And, uh, you know, we just want to wait. We want to make sure we pay off our student loans. We want to make sure that things are okay before we have kids. We want to get ourselves ready and have make sure the time is right. And then we cut to Clevon. Yeah, Clevon. Clevon, yeah. who's super white trash, chugging beer. And his wife's like, I'm pregnant again. And he goes, I got too many damn kids. I thought you were on the pill or something. Hell no. Oh, hell, I must be thinking of Brittany. Yeah. Brittany, and then they start white trash fight, and there's just like hundreds of kids running around this trailer. <laughs> Ain't um, nothing like a good old white trash white fight. Tra- yeah, so this is just showing how smarter people <laughs> or highly intelligent people tend to wait. Maybe they'll have one or two kids, but they wait until it's right. Whereas less educated, just 
churn them out because they apparently, I don't know if they don't know better to take precautionary measures. Well, we've, we've created a system where birth control is inaccessible to a lot of people without means and, and fucking is the funnest thing you can do for free, right? Yeah. I mean, if you don't know, if you don't know how to pull out, well, guess what's going to happen a lot. (laughs) And pull out is not the preferred. Regardless method. of knowing no, how preferred. to pull out, it, it's still. Sometimes it's fun, though. I feel like you just need the motivation. Like, give me a target. Yeah, pulling out isn't the funnest thing, but if you give me a target, then I'm going to do it. I, again, I brought it up on the show before, but that that rap artist, that hip hopper, when those hip hop events that I used to play guitar for in L.A., he had the one line that I, the only line I could ever understood, understand from his fucking mouth. She had a tattoo of the globe on the small of her back, and every time I hit it, put my city on the map. There you go. <laughs> and when I say give me a target, I mean like if 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 the person that you're making sweet love to <laughs> says, "Oh, come on my whatever," then you're like, "Yes, that is what I'm gonna." That do. is exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> give me a target. I appreciate instructions. I am I okay with this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I was, I, okay. Good. Well, I guess I can scratch off getting you getting Melanie targets for Christmas this year. Little paper targets to like stick on. No. <laughs> She's got tattoos. <laughs> okay. Their little nipples are basically targets, right? All right. Sorry. <laughs> what does that have to wow. do with tattoos? <laughs> no, I'm not. That's, they're not tattoos. Wow. <laughs> like. All right, so then it cuts to five years later. The yuppie couple still waiting, you know, still not ready. And there's a little family tree thing up in the corner, like a little. Uh, That's almost like a family flow chart type. Deal, yeah, right? yeah. It, it little, is just a little graphic. Genealogy so graphic. The yuppie couple is just the two of them. And then we cut back to Cleavon, and it's him and the woman, and then also Brittany, and then all the kids. It's like taking up most of the screen. And uh, so they're still waiting to have kids, but, but uh, you know, Cleavon's still popping him out. And then five years later again, now the yuppies can't have kids. And the guy's like, oh, and it's always my fault. And she goes, well, it isn't my sperm count. <laughs> and they're fighting at each other for not being able to have kids. Now Cleavon's kids are now having kids because his son is a football player and he's got like four cheerleaders around him. He just screams, I'm going to fuck all y'all. Woo! <laughs> And so then that family tree is now branching off even more because his kids are now having kids. And that family tree is just, it's just, it's like in the, and then the graphics like, and it's like a, a web across the screen. So five years later, yeah, five years later from that, the doctor tells the doctor talking to us, well, Clevon fell. He's lucky to be alive. He fell and impaled his junk on a wrought iron fence. Yeah, they didn't say the doctor didn't say junk, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thanks to stem cell research and the work of these good doctors, he should regain full reproductive function. Great. No. <laughs> Even the doctor is like, Ugh. and then we no. cut back to the yuppie. And then, yeah, and then while he's saying that, Clevon's in the back. I hey, get your hands off my junk. Yeah. <laughs> And we go back to the yuppie couple, except it's just the woman because Trevor died while masturbating into a cup for artificial insemination. So now poor Carol's like, well, I have some of my eggs frozen. So I'm just hoping to find a donor crossing fingers. Meanwhile, the Cleveland family tree now has completely overtaken the entire TV screen. Really proving the point of the movie here. Uh, so mm-hmm. then we cut to Joe Bowers. Yeah, that's just the the. Yeah, we have intro of this movie, movie. yeah so you're feeling good about it now. Oh my 
<laughs> I'm, I'm, I have thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> None of them are good. Some Sexual education and birth control should be more prevalent. Yeah. And available. There we go. That's that's what absolutely. We need. You're not going to abstinence only does not work. You're not going to stop kids from fucking. No. So hormones just educate will them to do it. Win. Right. Yeah. So we cut to Joe Bowers. Joe Bow 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 Bow. Let's just think of Mario games. Bow Bowers. Uh, what's that? Birdo shot shooting the eggs out at you. All right. Anyway, Joe Bowers is Luke Wilson, <laughs> who has this cushy army job where he sits down in like a fucking basement, like in the records room or something. And he just sits there. What's it, like an army librarian or something? Yeah. Some shit. And they come in, they're like, you've been picked for an assignment. He's like, no, I've already got a job. It's like, you do nothing and you sit here and watch TV. Yeah, but He's I'm like, really hey, close to, to yeah, getting... Bro, if you just, another eight years down here and I'll have my pension. And I'll yeah, I just want my pension. <laughs> just let me sit here until I get my pension. They're like, no, you've been picked for this assignment. And this guy's going to replace you. Well, don't I need to stay and train him? I'm pretty sure he can figure out how to sit on his ass and watch TV. Let's go. <laughs> so <laughs> they leave this new guy and take Luke Wilson. He's picked for what is called the human hibernation experiment. And we get a Thank colonel. You. I'm out. I'm out already. No. A colonel up there giving this like PowerPoint presentation to the generals and everyone about we want to the the ultimate goal of this is to freeze our best men, our best soldiers in their prime and then thaw them out when we need them the most. As opposed to them aging out, you know. And what kind of soldier would ever sign so, up for Sylvester this? Stallone the shit. Yes, basically in Demolition Man. Well, but that was for, you know, prison and this is for war games. But yes. Same, same. So, prison. Yeah. So they're saying uh, we got Joe Bauer. Joe is not the best. In fact, he's average, which of course his name's Joe. Average Joe, right? He's average. Completely average in every single way. Everything, all of his test scores, all of his physical performances, everything is just right down the middle. He's as average as average can be. His parents are dead. He has no siblings, has no kids. He's perfect for this. And uh, as a companion, because they apparently also need a woman, but they couldn't find a a female soldier to fit those requirements. So they found a, a woman in the private sector, Rita. Rita is played by Maya Rudolph. Who's uh, just looking fine as hell on this? She movie. looks really good. Usually, she does think, not do I, oh, it for I me. I don't know, man. I, I've always she's every time looking I see good her, I think in this movie. She's a beautiful woman, so I, but yes, she's looking real good in this one. Also, yes, you she's know hot. she's um, yeah. That song "Love and Use Easy" because you're beautiful is about Maya Rudolph because that's her mom, right? Right. And she even says Maya at the end, like at the end of that song, she whispers Maya because that whole "Love and Use" song is about Maya. Yeah, there you go. Educational. Um. So Rita agreed to do this in return for them dropping uh, certain charges and a small fee, which will be paid to her pimp upgrade who uh, spells it funny. And we see U P G R a Y E D D upgrade two D's for double dose of pimping. That's right. (laughs) And this is all what the Colonel is saying. In to the a generals. Bunch, yeah, a bunch of brass. He's got all the generals there, and he's like, upgrade. Double <laughs> dose of pimping. And so I had to gain his trust. And I tell you, pimping is not easy. Like, pimp love and, and human love are <laughs> different things. You see, a pimp's love is very different than that of a square. And, that and of a square. he starts and getting into like, Can we get on with this? And he's like, yeah, okay. And he goes through, like, 
30 slides. It is so drawn out of him trying to click through him hanging out with upgrade and then eventually him with a grill and him with a pimp hat on him getting hammered and him with hose hanging all over him. And he like really wants the generals to see all of this hoe love that he was getting. <laughs> and uh, so then pimping ain't easy. Pimping ain't easy. So we move on now that these two subjects are set to be frozen for one year and then we'll thaw them out in a year and we'll, you know, if that's a, a success, cool. Then we know that we can freeze. We can unfreeze. Now we can do this with our soldiers. So while they're sitting there at their pods, they're getting to know each other, you know? And uh, she doesn't really want to talk because she's a prostitute. And this is just a random guy. And she's doing this for money and not trying to make friends. But Joe is super <laughs> chatty. It's like, what did you do? Oh, you know, this and that. Oh, this and that. That's great. It must be so awesome to make a living doing what you love. I had a neighbor who did like tree stump carvings and stuff, and then he would sell them at farmer's markets. <sighs> cool. <Treats. laughs> so this and that, what are you like? A, what is like, what are you uh, like? Like an artist? Yeah, I'm like an artist. Oh, cool. Like a painter. What do you paint? I I don't know. People and. Trees and fruits and shit, or people Fruit, and fruits, people and, and shit. fruits and shit. Oh, cool! <laughs> and then you sell them, like, yeah. And then the guy walks in, and he's like, "Okay, who's ready?" He's like, "Me." She jumps up, she's like, "Me." Like, who's ready to go yeah. first? Yeah, just give me the fuck out, out of the room. And then yeah. she's like, "I also got to get money to upgrade." Who's upgrade? Uh, he's my boyfriend. Yeah. So upgrades her boyfriend. So then they get put into the pods and frozen. Now, while they're frozen for this one year, that colonel who was given the rundown. It's almost about- I mean, there is a lot. It's, I'm not going to repeat the line, but this yeah. colonel who's like an old white dude, he like, you know, and they're in a science lab and they're laying in these things like look coffin looking high tech things. They got IVs and stuff going on. And then he comes walking. And he's like, OK, man, you know, yeah, my N words. <laughs> yeah. We're almost set here. Just lay back and relax. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Jesus. Yeah. So while they as soon as they get frozen. This guy uh, running the department gets arrested for being part of a prostitution ring because he got in so good with Upgrade and love the pimp life so much. So I love we get to see the papers. You know, it's him getting arrested. And then right below that's a picture of Upgrade gets double dose of justice. <laughs> a double dose of pimping. So they're getting up uh, arrested. Damn it. Now, uh, things start to change. So they don't get thought out in a year. This leads to the entire base getting shut down from, yes. this, from this scandal. Scandal. So they just basically within a year, they no, wrecked well, the whole thing out. The, the 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 chambers have been hauled off with all the rest of the trash they wrecked it out, and now it's a fud wreckers. And now yes, a fud wreckers site or future site of yeah. fud wreckers. And so they're just laying there dormant as time is passing. Fud, the sign of fud wreckers as the narrator's like, and the IQ went down. And so we get to see like a, a line graph. And the red line is just slowly, slowly yeah, like year, going down. Years are going down. And then yeah. faster and faster and steeper on the decline. And the Bud Ruckers becomes Fut Ruckers. <laughs> and then eventually Butt Ruckers. It's like, yeah, it goes like, yeah, Fut Ruckers to Fut Buckers to Butt Fuckers. And that's where we end up. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, everybody kind of kind of just thought that, that our greatest, mind, greatest minds would, would pull us out of this. But the greatest minds were more worried about hair loss and longer erections and it's these scientists looking <laughs> oh at this God, monkey this, this monkey <laughs> in a so cage cute. and the monkey has these glorious locks of hair and yeah. this 
erection and they're holding up a ruler like they've been men- measuring this monkey's boner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just as yeah, a monkey with glorious hair and a and big a old dick, freaking boner. <laughs> just- oh my god, it is happening. <laughs> yeah, so the average IQ dropped. That's the red line we've been watching. While the population boomed, mankind could no longer solve even its most basic problems like garbage. They just piled it up for centuries with no plan whatsoever, which leads to the garbage avalanche of 2,505. So we see this massive mountain, all of garbage in this dump truck getting up to the top of this mountain. And then it dumps this pile of garbage and it kind of shakes a bit. And then right at the very end, this beer can rolls out. And when the beer can lands, the whole thing collapses and we got like a tsunami of garbage rolling through the city destroying everything and and this is gonna sound silly but (laughs) i contend that this is what's gonna sound silly pixar version of this movie oh yeah yeah it's basically how everything's become automated and humans have just become stupid stupid and lazy yeah Yeah, worthless stupid fat Yeah. Yeah. yeah And so the garbage avalanche of 2,505 set in motion events that would change the world forever. I think the main difference, I think, is that capitalism got us to idiocracy. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas this in Wally, they're like number in a, one and number one alone. They're yeah. useless and fat because they don't want they don't need to anything. do anything. Yeah, yeah. They don't have to do anything. They're all comfortable. And this one, everybody's miserable and stupid. Right. Uh, so yeah. as this garbage goes through and and destroys the whole city or you know uh doesn't destroy the whole city but it's fucking shit up for sure it sends one of our <laughs> pods through the window of the apartment of dax shepherd frito his pendejo. name is frito pendejo <laughs> um but he's sitting there watching ow my balls which is literally a show of a man either getting kicked in or falling into things and all, always trauma. getting hit in his butt just non-stop nut trauma like he falls off a roof and lands on a fence on his nuts. An animal comes up and bites him in the nuts. Everybody yeah. comes up and so kicks him in the nuts. So this is Brandon's show. Yeah, oh, it's definitely Brandon's show. Nonstop nut trauma. <laughs> Ow, my balls. Uh, so it's funny. This this it's one of my favorite things. Like the pod breaks open and you know Joe Luke Wilson kind of wakes up and he goes, "Where am I?" And Dax Shepard sitting in a chair, and they're always got this like popcorn bucket of some kind of like almost looks like a hollandaise sauce or something yeah, some kind of and they just like eat it like just dip their fingers in it and eat it and then they have he has like a tube with a nipple on the end that's what he's how he's drinking and he never leaves his lazy boy recliner but so when joe's like where am i he just shut up where's where's the colonel shut shut up not who are you how did you get into my apartment yeah. what Dude happened to my window nothing nothing no reaction just shut up just shut up. <laughs> so he's like, I need to get back to the army base. I'm going to base my, your, your ass with my fist. <laughs> you, you shut up. And he's like trying to flip him off, but he, he's too dumb to even like middle finger properly. He just can't oh, even flip hurts. off. Right. <laughs> yeah. In your, in your face. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's just, God and then dude. he finally gets up out of his chair. Yeah, and, and then yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Gets up out of his chair and pulls his pants up because his recliner is also a shitter. So you can sit like, down Jesus in your recliner Christ. and watch TV while you and shit. 
Yes. Do when he stands this. up, you hear the toilet flush noise yeah. also as he's pulling his <laughs> pants up. And then you see the toilet bowl in the middle of his recliner. No. Yeah. That at some point has got to get uncomfortable. You think. But actually, this idea I, I, seems smart to me. I don't know. Yeah. It's not I'm, like, I'm, I'm with the feature on this one. <laughs> Seems like it should be an option, like a button you push and then the bowl comes up under and you're like, yeah. <laughs> the bowl. No, that means they're smart and have come up with that idea. And from what I'm understanding, they are not. Yeah. So yeah. this is also where you kind of get the f- first peek. And I noticed this for whatever reason of his footwear. Yeah. Every time it shows footwear in this movie, they're wearing Crocs. Yes, and there's a thing about this in the in the trivia. Oh, I didn't read the trivia. The IMDb trivia, which, you know, most trusted source of facts. <laughs> but they needed shoes. Obviously, they had a very small budget. And so they wanted some kind of shoes that didn't look like normal sneakers or something. And the costume designers, like, I found this upstart company. And, uh, you know, so we could get a bunch of them for dirt cheap. And... You know, they're, they're weird and they got these holes in them and they're whatever. And and Mike Judge is like, well, what if they end up becoming popular? You know, like we're trying to show what could never happen and how stupid these people are. Wouldn't that kind of be insulting if they ended up being popular? And the designer was like, oh, no, nobody would ever be seen dead wearing these things. They're fucking horrible. They're they're atrocious. And it ended up being Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> so that's no. why everybody is wearing Crocs in the future. Because <laughs> that was the only shoe they could afford to get a bunch stupid of. Croc charms. Yes. You can decorate your stupid yep. Crocs. Yeah. No. This like 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 I've seen mentioned boot, before. Croc boots. The comedy that no. became a documentary. I've seen yeah. I've seen Croc heels. Mhm. No. Croc heels. Why croc are we boots. doing that? I don't know. But he finally gets mad at Joe for talking over Al my balls so much and he throws him out the window. And down as this pile does. of garbage to the ground. And yeah. Like as he's rolling down he's like God Told shut up, but don't shut, shut up. up. <laughs> <laughs> so not he, mad about his window or anything. He just nope, wouldn't shut the fuck. Just up. wouldn't shut up. <laughs> so he stands up and he's looking around and he sees it's the future. He's like, God damn, a lot's happened in a year. Um, and now, now here's where we see that Fuddruckers has fully turned into buttfuckers. This is where we finally see buttfuckers. And then he looks down. There's a giant sign that says buttfuckers, and right below that's the front window of the building, and it's full of kids, like a family with kids, and looks back up at buttfuckers, back down at the kids, like, <laughs> what? Uh, like, who would take their kids to a place called buttfuckers? <laughs> um, so he wonders the streets confused, and the narrator's like, language had devolved into a mix of hillbilly, val- valley girl, inner city slang, and random grunts. Joe could understand them, but when he spoke in his normal voice, he upset them because it seemed too highbrow. And they use the F word a lot. And yeah. I, I don't mean fuck. It is problematic, but they do use it <laughs> all lot. the time. Because when you're when you're stupid and someone uses big words, you're like, well, you try fucking try and use your smart language on me. Yeah. So yeah. that's he sounded pompous and and effy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. <effy. laughs> so. Then he's walking along and he sees the hospital. The hospital is called St. God's Hospital. <laughs> and I love that when they're putting the sign up, it's hospital. And then from the I-T-A-L at the end of hospital are like drifting down the side of the building because they ran out of room. <laughs> um, so it's all he walks in there and it's it's terrible. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. There's a, a robot 
like a, a Zumba. Yeah, kind of like a not a Zumba, robot. a Roomba. Roomba. Yeah, Roomba. And it's whatever. just running into the spot on the wall. It keeps repeating, your floor is clean. A Zumba is, is an is exercise clean. class. That's right. Uh, and that one patch of floor where that robot was stuck up on did look very clean. Yeah. Nothing else did. The rest of the hospitals discussed. There's, they've even got slot machines. There's a guy in there playing slot machines with head trauma. He's got like an open head wound and yeah. he's standing there playing the slot. And the slot machines, the payout for the slot machines is free health care. I feel like that's Atlantic City. That is straight up Atlantic City. Yeah. Um, so he gets up to the desk and he's talking about, you know, describing his ailments and the nurse, like, her fingers hovering over this keyboard and all the keys are just pictures with like an arrow pointing to a knee or an arrow pointing to an elbow or a head with a dizzy symbol above it. So all she has to do is push a corresponding it's like a head button. with a knife in it. And yeah, a head a with a knife with a bullet wound in it. <laughs> <laughs> so all you got to do is push the button corresponding and she can't figure that out. She, so, so finally she pushes the button. It's just somebody shrugging because <laughs> she has no idea. And, <laughs> I want that button. Yeah, and and so it's like, please go over to the uh, the diagnosis station on the right. Yeah, and she doesn't say a word. No, it's she just like a, a button word. she's wearing that's a robotic, like automated voice. It's like, oh, thanks, bud. Please go to your to the whatever station on your right. And and so he and he's moves- like, thank you. And the and the thing's like, thank you. And like it's yeah. <laughs> And so he he was going over, but as, at the, on the way he stops at the water fountain, when he pushes down the button on the water fountain, this like bright green liquid comes out. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" And he looks down the front of the water fountain, and says, "Brondo, the thirst mutilator. It's got electrolytes." I was like, "What is happening?" So the diagnosis station. He gets to it. It's like almost like the thing you got to walk through at, at airport security. And when you get into it. You know, instead of the wand, there are these three tiny little metal rods and a probes. It seems slightly more intelligent than the people that work at the airport. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, step above TSA. Yeah, but there's these three probes on on wires hanging down, and he hands you, you know, this goes in your mouth, this one goes in your ear, this one goes in your butt. <laughs> of course. And so Luke Wilson, you know, mouth here, and then he's standing there looking confused, and everybody in the line behind him's like, come on, fucking hurry up. Come on, idiot. So he reaches and puts it down the back of his pants, and of course the guy's like, oh, wait, wait, no. And he yanks the wires and pulls all the pros back out, and then he's shuffling them around. After this one's already been in his butt, mind you. And he's like, <laughs> uh, wait, countless other it. people's butts. No, probably- no, this one, uh, wait, this one is in your mouth. And yeah, he didn't sanitize after because there was a guy the whole time he's of, shuffling him. Luke Wilson's like blah, 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 trying, trying to keep Joe, track of which Joe one was, was trying to butt. keep track of the butt one. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a guy in front of him. Shell game. There was a guy in front of him at this diagnosis station, and I didn't see anything sanitized before yeah. the next person came up. They've all been in people's butts. Yeah. <laughs> so of course, it usually cut- you had to pay extra for that. <laughs> Uh, so then it, you know, cuts to him rinsing his mouth out at the Brondo fountain. Yeah. So he's sitting in this room waiting on the doctor to come in. He picks up a magazine. I love it's titled hot naked chicks and world report. (laughs) And the headline is shit sucks. Shit sucks. (laughs) The date on the newspaper is March 3rd, 2,505. And he's like, well, that's a weird typo. And in walks Dr. Lexus. (laughs) no yeah 
All the names have gotten dumb too. Yeah. Dr. Lexus is Justin Long. And he's like, man, it says here on your chart that you're all fucked up. Which reminds me of that great Warren Zevon song, My Shit's Fucked Up. Yeah, My Shit's Fucked Up. That's a fucking excellent song. <laughs> it is. Uh, and basically, so they're saying that you're talking a lot and you don't make any sense and you sound really effy. No, yeah, he says you sound like, you sound like an F and your shit's all retarded, which retarded is a problematic word as well. Yeah, it's, like, it's used a lot. But then he's like, "There's nothing wrong with being tarted." My first wife was tarted, now she's a pilot. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. yeah, so he said he's like, "That'll be uh, this many this many dollars." Uh, just put your tattoo on the on the thingy there, so everybody has a wrist tattoo, just like in Futurama, where you get stamped for your. So we all have a bar, bar, a bar yeah, code. It's a barcode on there. It would be a, a, a UR code or whatever now, but yeah. th- this time, you know, it when it came out, there's a it's a barcode. He's like, wait a minute, where's your tattoo? So now Joe's looking around. He sees like the the printout with the, of his bill has this date. Like this has the same typo as the magazine. And then he looks at the calendar in the doctor's office and he's looking around. Wait a minute. That wasn't a typo at all. What the fuck? And the whole time the doctor's like, why don't you have a tattoo? Where's your it's like progressively your tattoo? freaking out? <laughs> why don't you have a tattoo? Well, yeah. So that wasn't a misprint. This that's the real date. And then he opens the window and we see the futuristic carnage of this city. There are buildings that have fallen into each other like dominoes. There's another two buildings I love. One of them was starting to fall over and it's like tied to another building with ropes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a clock tower building. A clock tower. Just blinking 12. Because the clock tower had gone analog and nobody can program it. And then there's an overpass highway that had broken and all these cars just keep driving right off of the edge of this overpass. I need to watch this movie. It's terrible. Um, Let me go into it. Because then doesn't the narrator step in? And they're like, this is the year 20, you know, 2505. And it's like, the number one movie was called Ass. Mm-hmm. And that's all it was for ninety minutes, and it's just a bare ass that farts yes. for ninety minutes. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I love we. He's walking along, and we see a moving billboard, like they have uh, moving billboards, and it's just like in shape guy with a cigarette, and it just says, "If you don't smoke Tarleton's, fuck you." <laughs> And so I'm wondering if this inspired that thing in Talladega Nights when Will Ferrell was doing all those commercials. And he says, if you don't like yeah. Big Red, fuck you. So I'm wondering yeah. if he got that directly from this. Can we put, this. if you don't listen, if you don't listen to Mer- Rewatch Party, fuck the you. Rewatch Party, fuck but yeah, you. I think there, wasn't there like on the Tarletons thing, like uh, there's like a, the, the Surgeon General's warning or something like oh, that? yeah. There's like the Surgeon General only has one lung, but he can still kick your ass or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like oh, Sir Joe has one lung and speaks out of a mic, a, a, a voice, one of those voice, voice box. He can still kick, still your, kick ass. your ass. <laughs> so Michael Douglas got it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Then we get the the movie Ass, and then the Carl's Junior kiosk. This poor woman, please, or you know, enjoy your kick ass size fries. She's like, but the the box is empty. I didn't get any fries. Do you want more kick-ass-sized fries? You have zero credits. Please come back when you can afford food. And she's like, oh but she's like, no, my kids are starving, and you gave me an empty box. And she's like, starts hitting the kiosk. It's like Carl's Jr. is against vandalism. It's and, spray. Then, and it sprays something in her face. That should calm you down. 
you terrible mother. And then, like, this alarm goes off. Your kids are starving. You are an unfit mother. You're an unfit mother. And this alarm goes off. It's like unfit mother alert. And she's unconscious. (laughs) And Joe walks up. And this is like, he says, it says Hardy's Jr. or Hardy's will take possession of your children or whatever. Yeah, Carl Jr. (laughs) will take possession of your kids and find them suitable living. Yeah. (laughs) And so. Joe ends up walking up to the kiosk and that's when the the cops run up and they're like, wait, is this the unfit mother? (laughs) He doesn't look like a mother, but he doesn't have a tattoo. And so they arrest him for not having his his tattoo. Uh, He gets taken right to court. They like he's in the cop car and he's trying to say, now, hang on a minute, guys. And the cop just goes, shut up. And like keeps pepper spraying him. Yeah, <laughs> just turn it around and pepper spray into the back seat. Five hundred years. Could you Law imagine if you had that changed. power? Yeah, yeah. Just, just fucking fuck you, pepper spray. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. That reminds me of a thing. I actually I was listening to some of my Netflix is a daily joke you on the way up here. Show. This 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 guy was like, man, cops got to be a really hard job. You know, you got all this responsibility <laughs> and and no respect, and you get paid. In some cases, you get paid less than teachers. Could you imagine going to work every day knowing you got the risk of being shot and making slightly more than a cop? (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant joke. So, yeah. (laughs) Fucking great. That was good. You shared that with me. That was good. Yeah. I was like, oh, I did not see that. Okay. Yeah. Good. (laughs) So, anyway, he gets picked up from the kiosk into the cop car straight to the courthouse and this is where the narrator comes on again just is or joe's gonna find out that justice is not only blind but also tarded so the judge the judge is uh oh i can't think of his name he was the the record engineer and and oh brother where art thou uh yeah he's the he was milton in uh milton in office space yeah I can't think of the guy's name, but yeah, you know, he's, so he's up there and he's obviously not, not a smart man. Go figure. And, uh, <gasps> no, the, the you prosecutor's know. like, this guy's guilty and shit. He ain't got no scan and he did this shit. So we got to say the judge say he guilty. And then his lawyer comes in. His lawyer is Frito Pendejo, Dax Shepard. <laughs> he's like, why did you, why did you try to, or why'd you rip off the hospital? Because he never paid at the hospital. Why'd you rip off? I didn't. Well, that's not what the other lawyer guy said. <laughs> the own lawyer's fucking worthless. And so. Aren't uh, they all? Yeah. So, yeah, right. And so then the other, the prosecutor's like making a case, I guess, air quotes. And this is where Dax Shepard's like, objection. And what do you objectify to? I object because this guy broke into my apartment. He broke my window and he interrupted Al my balls. <laughs> he keeps saying, I object because this. And I, yeah. I told him to shut up and I object. I told him yeah. to shut up and he wouldn't shut up. I was like, that's not, that's not what objection means. And then, and then he interrupted Al my balls. And everybody's like, <gasps> so he gets oh, Stephen Root. That's Stephen Root. Judge. Yes. Yeah. So then he's, he's found guilty. And we cut to Rita who wakes up and she's trying to make a phone call, but it costs $2,000 to make. She picks up a public phone call and asks for upgrade. Oh, yeah. And it says there are 9,726 listings for upgrade. 
<laughs> Jesus. It will be $2,000 to start making calls. $2,000. And so this guy comes up and he's like, what's up, baby? Yeah. He's waving his cash around. She's like, I'm going to need you to just wait a minute. He's like, yeah, I can wait as long as you want. She's like, oh. And then the narrator's like, she found out that the world's oldest profession is even easier when everyone's a fucking idiot. <laughs> so she takes this guy's money and keeps like, you're still waiting. He's like, yeah, I'll wait as long. She's like, okay, come yes. back in two days. He's so like, you, okay. you wait a day? Yeah. Oh, baby, I could wait, wait a two day. days. <laughs> Oh, could you wait two days? Remember, you're on the clock, and she's yeah. charging him for every hour for two days. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, when I'm get, when I get to you, ooh, you're going to be paying me." And she's like, "Yeah, okay, sure." And she's taking all of his money because she's charging him by the hour, but making him wait for days. <laughs> oh my god, maybe, maybe I need to fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, finally, as a woman, make some goddamn money. It's like they were married. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So Joe gets taken to this machine to get his tattoo. It's a big, I don't know, spherical machine with a with a hole in it that you just got to start fisting. Yeah. So Tony's dreams. <laughs> it's yeah. It's not. I don't think so. I don't want to put anything in this hole. But yeah, you sit down and <laughs> yeah, it's all automated. Everything's you shove automated. Your fist in and go state your name. And he's like, well, you know, I'm not sure if... And he goes, not sure. Is this your name? He's like, no, it's not. Okay, your first name is not. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Is your last name sure? No, listen, you're not And So then it tattoos, not sure. Or, you know, his barcode. And it takes a picture of him to put on his ID or whatever. As he's, while he's trying to pull his hand pull out. Pull his hand so out. So his, hands all, his face is all crumpled up and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and his name is not sure. Yes. Great. <laughs> Perfect. The um, story of my life. Yeah. So then he gets taken to this place. He has to take an aptitude test to see what you aptitude for as a job while you as a person incarcerated in jail. Incarcerated. And so he's taken, and the test is done. Like most of the guys are trying to put the blocks through the, like the square block and the square round peg, hole. round hole kind of thing. Yeah. And one guy looks over and sees Luke Wilson looking at him and like turns and covers his test with his body yeah. so he can't cheat off of the peg. Test. Like the test, the question that he gets while he's there is Yes. You have two buckets. One holds two gallons, the other holds five gallons. How many buckets do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I go back to. Yeah. So he's like, two. So then he's been led into prison. And as he's being led into prison, he looks out the window and he sees there's just this horribly obese man sitting on someone's face. <laughs> okay. And the guy looks up and sees him and he points to Luke Wilson and points down like you're next. And then he even like taps his little henchman on the arm and points over. So the henchman's even like, yes, you pointing again here next and pointing under the fat guy. And he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want a big fat guy to sit on my face. <laughs> Them. Not at all. No. So uh, he Same. The narrator's like, Same, there he dude. goes. So Joe uses his superior intellect to devise an escape plan. And his escape plan is he goes up to this guard and says, uh, look, I'm supposed to be getting out of prison. <laughs> well, you're in the wrong line, dumbass. Get over there. <laughs> hey, make sure this dumbass gets in the out of prison line. <laughs> Fuck a dumbass. Yep, that's me. I'm a dumbass for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he gets like to the the counter where you're signing out, and the guy's like, 
yeah, your name's not coming up at all. Well, obviously, I'm very much in prison. So I've definitely been in prison. So maybe you need to check those files behind you. Like, that means, yeah, you need to be in prison. Well, I've already been in prison, and now you need to check those files. You know, so the guy turns around, look at the files, and Luke Wilson just takes off running. <laughs> so he breaks out of prison. And uh, so he makes his way back to Frito. Well, as he's escaping, first there's like machine guns outside. Yes. And automated machine guns, but they're so old, one like just shoots the other off the wall. And there is a scene, like, and I didn't read this. I actually caught it, and then I had to look it up to make sure I saw it right. But as he's escaping, he runs by a burnt-out DeLorean with the yes. with the Back to the Future like blaster things on the back that, uh, that he runs past as he's escaping. So, I'm okay with a little, all of that. Just a, okay a nod to a better time travel yeah. movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> then he gets back to Frito. Who's watching a show called Baton? Yeah, the masturbation channel. Masturbation channel. Just yeah. Baton. And so he's like, Frito. That's <laughs> great. Yes, Baton. Oh, yeah. Cut me off a piece. And then it's just some girl cutting like a piece of steak with her toes. Yeah, he has like <laughs> utensils in her feet. She's trying to cut steak with her feet. We don't kink shame. No, we no, don't. We don't. Absolutely. And I wish there was a whole channel just for Baton. Me. I think there is. <laughs> oh, yeah, there are a lot of them. <laughs> um, so he's like, dude. Free. You've got to help me get to the... Is there a time machine? Sure, surely this far in the future, someone has invented a time machine. Yeah, there's one, but it's it's expensive. So he makes up this whole thing about, all right, give me to the time machine. When I get back in time, I'll start a savings account in your name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I supersize with you, but didn't you go to didn't jail I for not having money? I supersize <laughs> with you, but didn't you go to jail for not having money? Yeah, but if I start a savings account, you know... By now, it'll be worth a lot of money because because of interest and all that building up for thousands of years. Uh, <laughs> look, I can put it in. It could be always, you know, it could be three, three billion dollars. Yeah. Well, time machines, five billion. OK, so what's the minus? <laughs> he's trying to do math and he can't like what? Yeah, I think because yeah, he's like the what? time machine is like 20 billion dollars. Like, OK, so it'll be like 30 billion. What's the difference? What's, what, what's the minus, minus of that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he just goes eighty billion dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money. I like money. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would. Right for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so calm down there. So I got to do is get me to the time machine, and you'll be billions. And this is when the cops show up and start knocking on the doors. <laughs> we get the line: "Go away, Baton." <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you haven't seen this movie. Yeah, go that away, Baton. I've been saying that since college. Anytime anybody knocks <laughs> no. on the door, go away, Baton. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then the cops are like, no, uh, a Pepsi machine in the hallway out here scanned not sure's wrist thing. That's, that's a common theme that only happens to him, I guess, because he's not used to having a wrist tattoo scanner thing. But like... Everything randomly around that's scanning just happens to grab it. You know, like if you're at the self-checkout and you accidentally move something across and it scans it twice or accidental scannings happen. And it happens to Joe all the time. So the the cops are like, we know he's right here and they're trying to break in. So they leave through the broken window. I think it's still broken, right? Yeah. And they get into his car and find Rita, who's still, still with the same guy leading him along. Like, don't forget, you're still on the clock. Oh, I won't forget, baby. That's right. And he just keeps giving her money and then walking off. 
Rita's doing really well for herself. Yeah, she's um, making but, it. I mean, if you're gonna sit in a world of stupid, at least you gotta make some money. Yeah. So they get her in the car and they're catching her. You know, getting her caught up on the exposition so far. <laughs> they told her like this. We, we were asleep for five hundred years. She says five hundred years. Upgrade's gonna kill me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's talking about I, he wants his money, and and she, Joe's like your boyfriend needs all this money well he's also he's also like my manager he's like, uh, okay but this doesn't seem like a healthy relationship and when we get back to the past i would really like for you two to look into some couples counseling because <laughs> <laughs> he's such a sweet guy and still thinks actually boyfriend not you know not. so uh the car stops suddenly because as joe moves his hand something scans his wrist and the, you know, pops up. Oh, you've got a fugitive. You got a fugitive, and so it car shuts itself down. And they get out of the car, luckily, just in time, because the cops come running up out of nowhere and just unleash hell. They're fucking they just emptying up. clips and automatic weapons and flamethrowers and bombs and. They and then, like them. a crowd comes around and they're all cheering them on, like, yeah. oh yeah!" And then <laughs> Frito's like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah!" It's his car, and he's rooting them on. He's like, "Yo, <laughs> the, yeah!" Yeah, blow that fucker up. And for no reason, an airplane falls out of the sky. I don't know if that's oh, no, it's because or not. one of the cops, one of the cops comes up with a bazooka, but it's yeah. backwards. Oh. So it shoots up into the air and you don't think about it for a second. But then you see in the foreground, an airplane come down and crash. <laughs> yeah. No. So it's like, now we're walking to the time machine. How far is it? Oh, it's a ways over by the Costco. <laughs> and they come up over the top of the hill, and you see a Costco, and the Costco goes on forever. It is so. Like, what you're saying is your typical Costco. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, this is this is an atypical Costco. <laughs> this is very much, yeah. If this is Costco like if you put all the Costcos in the world together. Yeah. This oh is my like God. I want to go there. When you see an entire, when you come up on a hill and you see an entire town laid out before you, but that's just all one building, and it's Costco. <laughs> Perfect. So they get there, it's massive, and they're, it's like, okay, so the shuttle that'll get us to the time machine. <laughs> There's a guy at the door, like a greeter. Oh, yeah. He's, welcome to Costco, I love you. Welcome to Costco, I love you. <laughs> welcome to Costco, I love you. That's what I said, yeah. I'm going to start saying that to you guys. <laughs> welcome to Costco, I love welcome you. Welcome to Costco, I love you. So, yeah, he says the shuttle's in electronics. It's about an hour from here. And they just start walking. Dude, it's like a whole ecosystem. There's birds flying. Yeah, around birds are inside. flying through the Costco. It's, <laughs> There's crashed airplanes. It looks like a jungle. Like so, a they jungle have their scene. straight up zoo. They have their. They have their. Every, everything's uh, in there because they ask Frito, like, are you, Park. Yeah, they're like, are you familiar with this? He goes, Yeah, I went to law school here. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point. I need to see this movie. They're waiting, you know, they're at the, the shuttle station in Costco waiting for it to, to come along. And Rita's like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. So she sneaks, or not sneaks off, but goes off to go to the bathroom. And stupid Joe moves his arm again and gets scanned. Also, before this point, they're walking by all these stores. So there's, they talked okay. earlier about the Starbucks. I could go for Starbucks. And, and Rita's, Rita's like, like, yeah, well, we don't have time for a hand job right now. But then he sees a Starbucks, a Starbucks, and it's exotic coffee for men, and it's got like all these different like. There's a latte. There's the hot latte. The hot latte. The full body latte. There's a H and R Block adult tax return. Adult tax return. Home of the gentleman's rebate. 
<laughs> and there's and like there's a, a and that's pollo baracho adult chicken bucket of wings <laughs> with full release. I'm like, so damn, every- why does that exist right now? Yeah, I know. Well, pollo <laughs> baracho is drunk chicken. Why am chicken, I not right? there? I want to be there. How do I go? The I drunk go. chicken where you get a bucket of wings and a full release. <laughs> and I think the H and R Block even had like a woman in her underwear standing yeah, in front of it, like, hey, come on. So oh every yeah, you want to go to H and R Block? Yeah. Cool. All right. It's funny because, yeah, he scans himself and then has a full-on time paradox meltdown in the door of the train. Oh, yeah. So the the shuttle pulls up and he's like, we got to wait for Rita. But the cops are like coming. Okay. So what I need to do is go back in the past and talk to Rita and stop her from ever coming into this experiment and getting frozen in the first place. But if I would have done that already, then we wouldn't be here. So why am I still here? And Frito's like, "Uh, yeah. So if I... (laughs) Go back and we never get frozen, then I never would have been here in the first place. But then if I was never here in the first place, then I never could have gone back to say, don't go back. Ah, how, why does fucking time travel ever make sense? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the door shuts and Frida goes off, but yeah, he's uh, still standing there having a, he's meltdown. still standing there meltdown about this time paradox and he gets arrested. So as he's getting arrested and thrown into a cop cars, when Rita comes out, like at least sees him get arrested. So she doesn't think she's getting left behind or anything. But this time, as the cops pepper spraying him repeatedly on the ride, shut up, shut up. Uh, He gets taken directly to the White House. Because, of course. Uh, And the White House, I don't remember, it's got like all sorts of shit going on. I mean, it's 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 in ruins, of course. Oh, yeah. It looks like the White House looked between 2016 and 2020. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So awful. There's except an above for, ground pool on years. the front lawn of the White House. <laughs> and so it turns out that the results of his IQ test that he took in prison caught the president's attention because he got the highest score in history. So he's the smartest man on the planet. Uh, all the cabinet members, you know, he gets to meet all the cabinet members. They're all complete idiots. Um, the guy who plays Michael Bolton in Office Space is yeah. what Secretary of Agriculture brought to you by Carl's Jr. Yeah. Why do you keep saying that? Because they pay me every time I say it. God, you're so smart. I figured you'd fucking know that. <laughs> and then one of the Secretary of Education's like this cross-eyed guy eating glue in the corner or whatever. Yeah. Uh, one of them is a kid who won a won a TV contest, so he got appointed to be a cabinet member. Oh. Oh, the attorney general is the one that I got my eyes on. She's so hot. Oh, the attorney general, yeah. <laughs> Sarah Rue, which is kind of hard to find because she's not listed in the IMDb thing of it. You have to yeah. like search her down. And I did. And Good. I did. I'm glad you put you put the due diligence into the show. Yes. Up and down. Yeah. Mm. So he won the con the, oh, yeah, the kid. So now we meet President Camacho. President Camacho is Terry Cruz. Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Camacho. Mountain Dew, yes, Mountain Dew is one of his names. Uh, Terry Crews, who, uh, you know, Dwayne Camacho is a WWF champion. Five-time Ultimate SmackDown champion, porn superstar, and president of the United States. (laughs) Yes. I am learning so much about Anthony in this episode as to what is important. (laughs) (laughs) So... um, I like they're like, we're going to get you sworn in as, I don't remember even what he was going to be secretary of. The interior? Um, I don't remember what, but. I thought he was going to be like the, secretary of state. Wasn't he going to be? I don't remember. Yeah, but they're going to go swear him in. And so they take him to the place and the sign says, house of representing. 
<laughs> and, with an apostrophe, House of Representing. So Camacho's like, I got a, I got a way to save all. I know all of our shit's fucked up. Everybody's shit's really I fucked it, up. And I wrote it bad. down exactly how okay. it started, if you don't mind. Because yeah, I please. love it. Because it starts out with like he's looking out over everybody. And this is not like they're all sitting in chairs. They're all out there like a freaking like a like a mob. Yeah, like a mob. And he goes, shit. I know shit's bad right now. And he's also reading off of a teleprompter. Like, same he's shit. Like, it says on teleprompter, shit's bad right now. With all the starving bullshit, dust storms, and we're running out of French fries and burrito coverings. But I got a solution. <laughs> like that's how it starts. Yeah, out. and I do love. He goes, "I got a solution." Like, yeah, that's what you said before. I got a solution. You're a dick, South Carolina. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the South Carolina representatives out there, and then he just pulls out a machine gun and, and fires, fires it in the air. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought. And he puts the machine gun Terry down. Terry Crews is a goddamn treasure. Terry Crews. <laughs> he goes, I got a three-point plan to fix all the shit. Lay it out for us, and I'm going to lay it out. Number one, we got not sure. Number two, higher IQ than anyone on the planet. Number three, he's going to fix everything. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, and he's talking about like that he's going to end the dust storms, good bring the crops back. And like he For ends pizza with, on Fridays. He's gonna he's gonna cure acne and car sickness as well. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna do it in one week. And he starts like like he's a preacher really on a roll. He's like kind of sing talking and shit. Um oh god, yeah. And if great. he doesn't do it, I'm gonna kick his smart balls all the way to the top of his smart mouth, then throw his brainy ass back in jail. Dude, I also want to. I also want to point out how Terry Crews was of the oldest cast. He's the oldest one of the main cast characters. He's thirty eight years old, and this is kind of like one of his earlier movies. Yeah, no shit. And this dude is freaking cut like like Terry Crews always is. I don't but know yeah. how anybody can be that cut all the time, but yeah. Terry Crews. And this this was two thousand six. He still looks like that, and he was thirty eight then. Jesus Christ, Terry Crews. Yeah. Now Luke Wilson was thirty five. My Rudolph was thirty four. Dak Shepard was thirty one. There we go. Got the importance of, by the way. <laughs> All right. So now he gets, he's, you know, hanging out the way. And I like how their, their table they're always sitting around is like halfway through a wall. Like they just took a sledgehammer to a wall and knocked part of it out so they could get this table in there. Yeah. Um, so he gets them to bring Frito to the White House. He's like, all right, I need you to help me find that time machine. Um, also, I need you to go find Rita because she'd be essential to, you know, fixing everything and all the other ones are like oh yeah and they start doing the old finger in the hand like <laughs> sex motion He's, oh yeah. essential <laughs> and Fredo's all like you know how much I'm gonna get laid by being at the White yeah. House like thanks yeah remember if you help me find the time machine you can get billions of dollars White House and money oh yeah. I'm definitely gonna have sex oh <laughs> I like when you do this and you bend him over and he starts like yeah. air humping <laughs> and you can turn him sideways like this and I <laughs> What is it? There's the part two. All right, Forrest. Like, I'll tell him you're smart. Is it well smart like you? Oh, I gotta get to the time machine. I got to go home. <laughs> I don't talk like that. And then the security guard's like, "Shit, I thought there were two of you." <laughs> <laughs> See, um, God, yeah. So he's like, tries to draw him a map. He's like, you know what? Just, just, or he's, he's trying just, to explain it. He's like, just draw me a map. Just, just fucking draw me a map. All right. So they do get out to this field to look at the crops. Right. And they and got they, they got her out 
by <laughs> she was she got a work release whoring license. A work release. So, whoring so we license. told her you were doing you, so we got her a work release whoring license. <laughs> <laughs> no. And they picked the field he wanted to look at first happens to be one right next to the museum where the time machine is located. So they're there and you get Rita and, you know, he has Frito come out into the middle of the field like, here, discreetly pass me your map, you know, and it's I don't know if we ever even see it or no, just we see do because they sneak off. Uh, God, what's her name? The 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 gal, the Rita. Rita, that's it. Yeah, they sneak off. Like, okay, we're gonna have to make a run. And he pulls the map out, and it's just a squiggly line that's like, "You are here, museum," and there's nothing in between. Oh yeah, no actual landmarks on it. Yeah. It's just like a crayon drawing. <laughs> He's like, "We we need to sneak off. Please don't follow us. What for? Uh, you know, essential things." And they're looking blank until he does the finger sex sign. They're like, "Oh!" <laughs> they're all like, "Yeah." <laughs> And then, and then they come back to check on him because they're about to just run for it. Yeah, and and, and they're like, "Well, we came to make sure she was putting out or whatever." Like, "Yep, nope, we're already done. We already did, did it. done, <laughs> put done. out." And then the security guy's like, "A couple of those guys were wondering if we could uh, go family style on her." <laughs> not right now. We got to look at the yeah. crops. Yeah, maybe not right now because we need to work on the crop issue. You know, but you know, maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> Go family style oh on her. God. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Got her out on a whoring visa. Yeah. So he finds out that all of these crops, the uh, the little irrigation things on wheels that crawl, you know, crawl through the field, spring yeah. water, yeah. are all hooked up to Brondo, the big water tower that they're all hooked up to. That's Brondo. It's got electric lights, electrolytes. What plants, what crave? plants crave? What plants crave? Because uh, yeah, the the the. the Irrigation starts shooting out green. Still stuck on family yeah. style, and everybody's yeah. just licking on it and drinking out of oh, it. Oh yeah, because they're yeah. So it's spraying green shit. And he you know, so everybody's drinking that, and then he's like, "Why don't we try water?" Like in the toilet. Like, this feel like a future. That feels like, like a future episode. <laughs> like yeah. a future. He's episode? like he's talking to everybody about it. He's like, "We got to start putting water on him." Everybody's like, "Like out the toilet." Yeah. And then what? The kid, the one that won the contest, is like. I never seen no plants grow out the toilet. <laughs> you might be the smartest guy alive. <laughs> yeah, are you sure you're the smartest guy alive? So uh, to convince him, <laughs> he can't convince him using logic. So he tells him that he can talk to plants and that they want water, and that's what gets him to believe it. Because <laughs> we find out, of course, electrolytes built up way too much salt in the topsoil. Because that's kind of what they are. And uh, killed all the plants, causing the dust bowl. That's also a big problem. So he gets all the irrigation switched over to water. Now we cut to Brondo stock has plummeted. And they've had to lay off half of their, or had to lay off their employees, which is half of the fucking population of the world is unemployed now because Brondo stock is dropping so much. Right. Because water was a threat to Brondo's profit margins. Oh, because Brondo bought the (laughs) CDC, the... Yeah, all the federal FAC, regulation. Any kind of federal regulation can be Brondo bought all of them so they could do whatever they wanted. And we get to see the CEO of Brondo played by Thomas Hayden Church. Lowell. Just freaking out. Uh, yeah, old Lowell. But he was he auditioned for something and he didn't end up getting a part. But Mike Judge really liked him and wanted to work with him. And uh, they happened to be in Austin filming some part of the movie. And so he got a hold of Thomas Hayden Church. He's like, just come in like for a day and we'll give you the small part. Like, I want to I want you to have something. So he worked worked Thomas Hayden Church in here. And and he's freaking out. He's like, oh, the, the, the stocks went down and the computers did the automatic layoff thing. None of us have jobs. 
<laughs> and he was like, what happened? And it's his fault. He's the one who made a switch to water. It's all him. And so now all of a sudden there's like a huge angry mob outside of the White House. And he's, you know, found guilty of destroying the, the economy of the world. The economy. Um, the economy. And he's sentenced to one night of rehabilitation. And he's like, well, that doesn't seem so bad. One night of rehabilitation. I mean, how bad can it be? Well, here's the last one, and it's like a giant arena with a dude getting run over by a monster truck. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's rehabilitation. So there's yeah. also a part where Rita says, "You think Einstein walked around thinking everyone was a d- was dumb shits? It's probably why he built the bomb. That's <laughs> <laughs> why he built that bomb." Sorry, yeah. it tracks. Um, so, you know, he's getting ready to be sent out there to be murdered, and he's like, "Okay, Rita, you got to get to the time machine." You got to travel back without me and, you know, just tell people to keep reading books and, and think and just be smarter. And also make sure you keep painting. She's like, oh, yeah, OK, yeah. Still thinks I'm a painter. Right. Um, so he gets taken out into the arena. He's chained to this giant rock. It's great how like there's also a news thing. Where it's like this dude, this shirtless dude that's all ripped. Oh, is yeah. like, but he's actually talking like a so in in further news or whatever. Oh, it's and Fox it, News, by the way. Oh, was it Fox, it was Fox <laughs> News? I thought it was like violent news or no, whatever. No, Fox no. News. They even have the same fucking logo. That's the only logo that wasn't changed for the future. <laughs> that makes sense. Kept the regular Fox News logo. But yeah, but yeah one then they cut over to Formica. Formica Davis. Formica and, Davis. And the, the, the lady this that was like, to you, now to you, Formica Davis. And she's like, Thank you, Velveeta. <laughs> start talking about the trial says it was all boring it started and started out boring and slow with not sure talking bullshit and everybody with a bunch of smart talk blah 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 you've got to believe me and she was doing the voice she's like blah 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 you've <laughs> got to believe voice, yeah. me and that part of the trial sucked <laughs> like, and then judge whatever was like man whatever this guy's guilty as shit <laughs> <laughs> guilty as shit oh yeah so that's when he gets sentenced so now just taken out into the arena with this giant rock because they want to make sure he doesn't run away again like he did last time, right? Um, so he's got a massive boulder, about as tall as he is, big old boulder chained to it with an ankle. Yeah. And uh, we get these two huge monster trucks that come out. One is Dildozer, yes. and the other one is Ass Blaster. Bill Bawamba in the Dildozer, and his brother Bobby Bawamba in the Ass, ass Blaster. Blaster. So Joe gets a tiny car. And they throw the rock in the back of it since, you know, he's changing the truck. Crushes the back end of the car. Yeah. And it's got like a weird little rubbery dildo on the front. Yes, this weird dildo (laughs) on the front of his car. So Dildozer Dildozer has a big, almost looks like a jackhammer attachment. Obviously. Nope. I'm out. Then the ass blasters looks like a massive dildo that does kind of the same motion. So these are the monster trucks. When did the tremors become a part of this? (laughs) So confused. So Rita gets a plan. She's like, well, you know, Joe got me out of prison with my Horan visa. So I need to return the favor. So she gets Frito and one of the cameramen to head out to the field because she saw a plant growing outside of the White House and tries to tell Camacho about it. And he's like, I didn't see no shit, whatever. I ain't see no crops. Fuck this guy. So, um, Oh, no, she's just getting to the arena. Sorry, I jumped ahead. Um, <laughs> this is where we introduce a new truck, bigger than anything ever made in history. The biggest truck ever is called the Ass Dozer. And all we see is the giant, obviously, phallic front end of it try to get through, but it's too big to fit through the door. And as it keeps trying, it like breaks the wall. Also, the Ass Dozer is driven by Beef Supreme, who came back from retirement. 
to drive the ass dozer. Yes, yes, Beef Supreme came out of retirement to drive the ass dozer. Which, if Beef Supreme is Andrew <laughs> Andrew Wilson, the guy that plays Beef Supreme is Andrew Wilson, the third Wilson brother, yeah. who is Wait, Luke is and Owen a- Wilson's brother. I thought that was something you get at Taco Bell. Well, it yes. is now, but in the future, it's a pretty prominent name. Yeah, the Supreme family. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> but I love it. Can't fit through, and instead of, I don't know, trying to, he just keeps trying to drive through it and knocks the whole wall and part of the Coliseum down onto it and just buries it in like this mound of concrete. And they're like, oh, we think he just died. Oh, well, we still got dildos or an ass blaster. We're good. <laughs> we seem to be experimenting technological differences. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So, so the other two trucks attack. Uh, he does the thing where he gets the, the rock to fall off the back of his truck or his little car. So it yanks him out and the car keeps going forward and the two big trucks run into each other and explode. So he gets them to run into each other and take each other out. And uh, this is where Rita's trying to tell Camacho about the crops, and he doesn't believe her. So find out that Beef Supreme, the driver of Ass Dozer, survived. And now he's out there on foot with a flamethrower-grenade launcher combo. This sounds like some, some like, disaster Fraggle Rock nonsense. This sounds like an awesome video it's game. Is what this sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he starts firing this grenade launcher at Joe and he ends up blowing the, the rock into pieces so that the little ankle chain he's got on isn't tied to a massive boulder anymore, so now he can run around. Got that going, at least. This is where Rita sends Frito with the camera guy out to the field. Like, get some video fe- feed of these fucking crops. They're actually growing. He was right. So like, be live-fed into the arena. Yeah. Like everyone would see. Um, but they get there and they get distracted by a Starbucks. Which, yeah, course, they forgot why they're there. The camera what? guy forgot why she gave him money. <laughs> wait, wait, you have money? Oh, so they end up going into the Starbucks to get handies. So I you like money and sex? You're tripping me out. We should be <laughs> we should be friends. Fair. It's a yeah. fair assessment. I wish that's all it took to get along with somebody, just like in money and sex. Get along with a lot more people. <laughs> uh, Joe gives this. That's all we got in common. Yeah, <laughs> and look at us, 100-something episodes in. Um, Joe tries to give this impassioned speech. There's like a, you know, the announcer microphone hanging down the middle of the arena. He's like, look, I I know that I'm right about the water thing, and I'm sorry that everybody lost their jobs. Like, I, I didn't know that's how your economy was working, but I'm legitimately trying to help you, and do you really want to kill the only person who's actually trying to help you? Boo, fuck you, boo, boo, of course. So then fucking Beef Supreme fires up the flamethrower. So the microphone starts like raising up towards the ceiling. So he grabs it and he's hanging from it, trying to, you know, avoid the flamethrower. I guess Beef Supreme just standing there shooting the flamethrower straight up in the air. And he's motioning for them to lower the microphone again. So it brings Joe back down. Uh, Just fucking standing there firing off the flamethrower. Meanwhile, Frito and the camera guy. Yes, Frito and the camera guy start fighting each other. They walk out of they walk out of the the Starbucks, and Frito goes, "Wait, was I wearing pants when I walked in there?" <laughs> and the camera guy goes, "What am I, a pants goblin?" Or that Beef Supreme is firing into the air. I can't believe that these sentences are things that I have to say now. <laughs> Camacho comes running out of nowhere and knocks him out of the way. Intervenes. 
and he's like grabs Joe and goes, this guy just got his ass a pardon. <laughs> so he gets a presidential pardon because there are crops growing now. And everyone's celebrating. Um, Joe thanks Rita. He's like, oh, we can go back. And she's, eh, you know, I think I'm just going to stay because I'm doing absolutely nothing and making fucking thousands of dollars. They're having a huge party at the White House. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it was just like 2016 to 2020. I think I even saw Ted Nugent and Kid Rock somewhere in their party. <laughs> <laughs> but she's going to stay behind. She got hired as the new CEO of Starbucks. Yeah, because brothels, brothels, right? And he's like, you're All still right. going to paint though, right? And she's, yep, yeah, still, yep, still going to paint, sure. Um, now Camacho wants to make him vice president. But he says, no, no, I got to go back home. And uh, everybody, I don't know, that might not make no sense here. <laughs> Says he's got, oh, he needs to go home, but he sees that they're all just so stupid and helpless. He's like, well, well and I, I think Camacho tells him, stay. he's like, what happened to lead, follow, or get out of the way? Wait, yeah. You know, and he's like, oh, well, shit. I guess I can't get out of the way anymore. I'm going to have to lead. Um, so he decides we'll forget about the time machine. That's right. That's why my note. They're all so stupid. He says, okay. And one yeah. of the guy, that kid in the bag, the kid on the, he's like, that ride's boring anyway, or whatever. He's like, it's a ride. Yeah. So we finally get to see the time machine. It's just like a carnival ride. It's like the, the pirates at Disneyland or yeah. the, it's a small world ride. Oh where you just God, sit in this thing and it travels along. And it's like trouble started in 1933 when Charlie Chaplin's Nazis took over the world. Because it's a statue and Charlie Chaplin, <laughs> as opposed to Hitler, and but then a new organization started, UN, the UN. <laughs> but they're saying UN, and it unnazied the world. No, forever, forever. And so For then it's ever. it's Frito, Joe, and Rita sitting in this thing, writing along, you know, and and Joe's like, you knew this was just a carnival ride the whole time, yeah. Why didn't you say anything? Because oh, I, I like I like money. Yeah, but if I if I couldn't actually travel back in time, there would be no fucking money. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> he just can't wrap his mind around it. So I guess it's like, well, we're stuck here. So now Joe and Rita are a thing. He becomes president, and she's his first lady. Uh, Frito becomes vice president and I'll have the narr- narrator kicks back in Joe and Rita had three children the smartest kids in the entire world and it shows them all sitting there reading a book Frito took eight wives and had 32 kids 32 of the dumbest kids to have ever lived <laughs> <laughs> to just prove that nothing has changed it's still the exact yeah. same <laughs> it is what it is yeah um and then that's credits. So then we do, we, you know, we get all our credits, but we do have a post-credit scene if you stayed around long enough. At the very Which end I of didn't. all the credits, obviously you didn't. <laughs> but at uh, very end of it all, there's a third pod that opens up and Upgrade climbs out of it and he gets his coat and his hat on and situates his pimp outfit. He's like, oh, I'm going to go find this hoe and then just kind of starts pimp walking down the sidewalk. Yeah. And I got to believe that Upgrade is going to do very well for himself in this time. 
<laughs> I think he's gonna. I oh, think yeah. he's gonna be a very successful business. He's man. gonna find out just like Maya Rudolph did that it, yeah. pimping is actually easy when everyone's yeah. a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That is the end of Idiocracy. We could do our thoughts. Did you want to weigh in, even though you haven't seen it? I haven't seen it, but the way that you described the movie, I felt like you guys were telling me about the movie. So I'm like, yes, please tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm actually going to watch this one. I'm going to watch it. I mean, I think I have an ex that was like obsessed with this movie. Um, And maybe that's why I never watched it. That could be. That that makes sense. But the the way that it was described and some of this stuff, I... And the way the state of the world today, I would probably have to watch this just to see. All right. At least just just to see. It appears to be on stars if you are subscribed to stars. Okay. That's good to know. This is one of the few movies I actually owned the DVD of. A lot of these movies, (laughs) good apart, I did not own. But this one I owned. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, Anthony. Uh, Yes. This movie is, like I said, it was so small because... The, the the they tried to bury it but and mike judge is a freaking genius i mean office space I do is love a mike great judge. movie and and yeah no this is a rewatch and i hadn't rewatched it for a while because like it always kind of left like it, you always get the feeling after watching it that this movie could have been so much more like i always kind of felt like man this this had uh, this movie is great but it had a lot more potential but even just watching it right now i'm like nah this is just a good movie to watch and and if it's on i'm watching it so yes it's a rewatch yeah, I think highly rewatchable. Uh, it is a bit painful because I remember seeing it not not when it first came out, but you know, close to that, like a long time ago, uh, and thinking, "Oh, ha ha, man, we're totally going to end up like that." And then you laugh about it because it seemed so far fetched. And then we just like, "Oh no, we are we are very much heading that way." We have <laughs> freaking Herschel Walker. Doctor Oz running for yes yeah, no it's, it's terrible it's, we are headed we are way. definitely headed this way and it's a lot less funny in reality yeah. but the yeah. movie is still pretty hilarious um, as a woman it hurts <laughs> and everybody wears Crocs everybody wears Crocs <laughs> and like super shiny polyester every piece of clothing yeah. was some highly synthetic it fiber. all looked like yeah like basketball shorts like yeah like, <laughs> everybody's wearing just like that basketball short nylon material. Yeah, uh, I mean it's yeah it's it's highly rewatchable. This movie is hilarious, even though it's problematically true now. But uh, it's a good time. Mike, Mike Judge is fucker. He got the idea for this apparently. He and his wife were somewhere and saw these two oh kind of trashy ladies arguing with each other, and they each had a stroller with a baby in it, and they were just like, "Fuck you, you fucking so fucking like white trash arguing." not even caring that they had kids right there. And I don't just, he had the thought of what if, what if society was actually like that? And so that's what spurned the whole idea of this movie. He just extended the timeline out yeah. further than he really needed to. No shit. <laughs> he gave us the benefit of the doubt that it would take 500 years to get there. Yeah. As opposed to, we are overachieving. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> huzzah. <laughs> so there we go. That wraps us up with uh, idiocracy. If you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter at The Rewatch Party. You can find us on Facebook at The Rewatch Party. Email us at TheRewatchParty at gmail.com. How do you feel about your balls? How do you feel about (laughs) electrolytes? Or Crocs? (laughs) 
I've never worn Crocs. I'm scared to death to wear them, I honestly, because I'm afraid that they'll feel so good that I will want to wear them all the time, <laughs> and I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I'm avoiding them on purpose as well. <laughs> no, uh, email us your thoughts on any of the things. Anything we talked about, we love to hear from you. Speaking of email, don't forget to email us your pick for the special episode as a thank you for putting us in the top 100 movie review podcasts. You get to email us whatever you want us to do an episode on. You get to pick. You tell us what to record. You have until midnight, December 31st, to get your picks in. So don't forget to email therewatchparty at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check out our Tournament of Champions, our sister show, where we rate the popularity and or fighting abilities of the fictional characters we pull out of these episodes. Characters are picked by you, the listener, on our ongoing polls on our social media. And then also, the battles are voted upon by you. So your votes do count. Make sure you get out there and pick your champion. Join us next week as we do our best not to get angry and beat up Tim Roth in The Incredible Hulk. Until then, I'm Nick with Anthony and Elise, and thanks for rewatching. What am I, a pants goblin? I've been alone for a long time. Not because I want to be. But because until I solve this problem, I have to be. Your target is a fugitive from the U.S. government who stole military secrets. This is a location. Snatch and grab only, live capture. Take him. As far as I'm concerned, that man's whole body is property of the U.S. Army. You have to get as far away from me as you can. Go! There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Target is in the overpass. And when I lose control... It's very dangerous to be around me. Follow me. What's he's going in? Pull back now. They want it as a weapon, and if we let it go, we will never get it back. So if you're taking another crack at him, I want in. I could probably arrange something like that. You ready? Yeah. Let's even the playing field. Are you telling me another one of your bioforce experiments has gone haywire? There's only one thing that can fight that, it's in me. (laughs) 